0: We we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home Come experience how Ghettos got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever.
1: Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6.
2: You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms.
1: Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators.
2: Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, meldenlaw.com. Back to school means back to routines, and of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help
3: you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant credit card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card, and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit radiantcu.org rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree Star treatment Titan MRI is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an MRI call Titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best
4: thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by Talking Reds LLC With Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392 Talk. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat.
1: All right, welcome. Hour two begins. Hello the, again, uh, everybody. Final hour of the week for us, and then it's game week, at least for the Gators. For Pat, it's already been game week. Oh, it's been game You yeah, will watch it's... plenty of football tomorrow.
5: I don't know. You know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much I watch. I'm curious because at some point, like if it was a big, like a third week of the season, and there were a lot of big games, my wife would understand. You're locked in here. You come out every once in a while to get a glass of water or chicken wing. I can't really say. Honey, UConn is on. No. Honey, I'm staying up late to watch Vandy at Hawaii. But I will watch him as much as I can. Let's just put it that way.
1: Well, something uh, you I'm can I'm not going to wo- watch Duquesne at FSU. No. Something you can watch out for inside the uh, stadium on Saturday next week is the canned version of the Steve Spurrier 1966 beer that is uh, something That's that right, yeah. just got finished up so really excited to announce Actually that
5: Actually had one on the um, podcast podcast on Monday yeah, yeah. so it's a 16 it
1: ouncer uh first magnitude you will also be able to get them available there and then, uh, of course, at Spurriers you can buy them. But right now it's a but hot commodity. But
5: if you've got, if you're having a a tailgate mm-hmm. and you got a cooler and you got some beers in there, I mean, you yeah. have your beer, and we're big Budweiser guys, you and yeah. I both. But you would want to have a couple of those in there, and just go, "Oh, would you like a Steve Spurrier beer?" Yeah, it says head head beer coach on them, and 1966. So that's ten minutes of talking. Idle talking, yes. With
1: people, that is good. So, uh, so look out for that. Something uh, really cool that they uh, they just brought to the uh, the forefront, and they'll be getting after it. So, Steve Spurrier's got himself yeah, a can beer.
5: It's kind of a it's kind of a light lager. Lager. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I had i i, I it's so funny because I'm doing the show the podcast, and I had one out there, and I'd opened it, and I wanted to taste it. I wanted to see what it tastes like, and and. I had Steve on the show and he goes The viewers know you're drinking on the show. I go I just had a couple of sips goes to see what it tastes like. Yeah. He goes, eh, "I don't."
1: know. He's like, all right, back to the phones. Um Pat's here all the I way think he until was jealous, six. actually to be honest. Probably. <laughs> he would he like one. I've got a bail about 5:30. High school football starts tonight. Uh well, at least on Friday nights. Last night Buholtz got themselves a big victory over did, did, at uh, Citizens Austin Field.
5: Play? He's hurt, right?
1: Yeah, he's just coming back for a little uh, little arm thing. Um, I
5: saw a video of Trent w- or of Creed, uh, Creed Whittemore just running through the defense. He was good.
1: Creed was very good. He's I mean, be a very now when you player. looked
5: at that, did you say he's that good or he's that good at this level?
1: No, he's an athlete. Like he's he's fast. He's shifty. He can do a lot of things. So I I was pretty impressed with yeah. video. I will say that. I mean, look forward to uh, obviously seeing him in the orange and blue and watching him all year this year. At uh, Buholtz. but tonight should be fun. It is uh, partly the reason why Lee McGriff is no longer on the Gator broadcast because his son Travis is the offensive coordinator at Newberry, and then Travis's son Keel is the starting quarterback. So Lee, in the uh, what, so it'd be third generation, that he where, was the first. I'm
5: curious where that name Keel comes from. Is it K I E L or K E E L I L E I L? Is that a family name? or uh-huh. uh, I've never heard that name before.
1: Yeah. But he's good. He's a good little athlete, too. So anxious to, uh, that'll be on uh, CBS 4 tonight. I'll watch it. If you want to watch, you can watch it. I'll watch the, uh, it with the sound off, of course. Watch the McGriffs. Are you doing it with Shannon again? Shannon Snow. All right, sound off, definitely. Sound off. I'm kidding. I know. All right, let's get to the important stuff the phone calls as Joel joins us to kick off the hour. Hey, Joel, what's up?
5: Hey, happy
6: Friday, guys. You too, man. Yeah, uh I, so I have a perspective on the Utah game and uh, I don't necessarily know if a lot of Gator fans share it but I'm curious if it resonates with you guys. Um I am a huge Gator fan but also a college football fan in general. I know part of the thought in some media, you know, publications is man, what a tough way for Napier to open, you know, against Utah. And and I do think that's a very tough game, but I was think I actually think it's kind of a win-win for Napier with the caveat that Florida not just get totally embarrassed. Um, What I think is kind of likely to happen, I think Florida has a real shot because of the swamp largely, but I think Utah is probably going to win like 31-21, 31-24, pretty competitive game. As a Gator fan, if Florida does not commit a bunch of self-inflicted penalties and are just fundamentally sound and we lose like that, I'll think, well, Top ten team, we were expected to lose. We're tilting in the right direction, and if we pull off the upset, I can't think of a better way to harness momentum for a new coaching regime. You know, whereas if we were playing a directional school, if we claim them, everyone would say, "Ah, well, you know, what do you expect?" And if we struggled, we be like, "Oh, what kind of years is going to be?" So, that, to me, I'd love to win, but if it's a competitive loss, I'm actually good with that. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think.
5: Well, I will say this. I think if Florida uh, has to play at a certain level to keep people excited about this season. I mean, if they go out there and and they just look like a team that never practiced and you know, um, and Utah is good enough to embarrass I, I will say this, Utah is not going to be a kind of team that tends to embarrass you, but all of a sudden things get going. Now, the one thing that they had last year was the punt returner, Covey, and the kickoff returner and receiver, who was very good and would would tend to escalate the score. But, um, look, I'm curious to see how Florida does against their defense, which has a lot of guys back, but gave up a lot of points in some games last year. So, uh, But, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you, I think Florida could sap the momentum that they built uh with a just awful performance. It could hurt it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it would drain it, it could hurt it.
1: it. But but and even Joel from a recruiting standpoint, where there's gonna be some big names in the swamp, I think the, the neat thing would be it's 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 a win win there as well because if you do win, then obviously you're you're getting that atmosphere and you're saying, Listen, this is what you get to come be a part of and if they lose and, and hopefully it's a, a barely loss at that point, yeah. then you say Like, see how close we are. If you come here, we get over the hump because of you. So you can use that in a lot of different ways. But, yeah, I think from a national perspective, if Florida hangs in there and um, obviously Richardson plays well against a team that – I mean, there's a lot of people that think Utah is going to be in the playoff and they're going to go undefeated. So Well,
5: and I think, Jeff, don't you think though, a lot of people are looking for somebody who's not typical? Yeah, the same. Yeah, not the same. They would be, right. Well, Utah would be that team. And I, I think that has a lot to do with
1: it. Well, that's fine. Get, right. Hype them all up and make the Gators better when they beat them.
5: Right.
6: And, you know, Pat, when you mentioned um, uh, as long as the Gators look good enough to keep the fans excited, this is where – you know, because I've kind of changed over the years. I love the Spurrier days and all that excitement. But to me, I'm at the point where exciting would be fundamentally sound and physical and ball control which I think is what they're going to do. I hope fans are not hinging on fireworks because I don't see that happening for at least a couple of years with this offense. But no, I, you know, this I, kind don't, of I don't think they oranges.
5: have the receivers to make a right. lot of things happen. But, you know, I will say this. If they commit 12 penalties, we're all going to go, It's you know, I, I know. how is this any better?
6: And, and by the way, a little this is probably not too relevant, but it's apples and oranges. But uh, in 2017 when Nate Peer was the O.C. at Arizona State and they played Utah, I think the Sun Devils won that game 30 to 10. There you go. Uh, Arizona State ran the ball 46 times and they threw it 29. I think it's going to be a very similar ratio because actually in this game, I think there's going to be a lot of running.
5: Yep. I, I do too. Oh, totally. It's yep. going to be a, it's going to be a grown man game. I mean, where you, how, how you block, how you uh, tackle is going to be a big factor. and Um, I don't think this is going to be a game one with strategy or trick plays. It's going to be a game. The bet, the better physical, the more physical team's going to win. And I think the next one is too. And that's where I get a little worried about Florida because of their lack of depth. If because of the physicality, they, they get injuries in those two games. It could be a, a a bad situation. They don't have the depth right now to deal with that. But Hey, we'll see how physical they are. I mean, that's what he's been preaching.
6: Yeah, no doubt. And you're, you're right. The injury bug catching us early would be a huge obstacle. But, um, I mean, I'm excited that we're playing a caliber of opponent like this in the Swamp. I I think it's a great opportunity. So, I'm, I'm sure you guys will enjoy watching it just like me.
1: For sure. Thank you, Joel.
5: Yeah. I, Thank you. Again, I, I did this thing uh, we were talking about with uh, the 12 best uh, Spurrier quotes after opening games. But... And back in those days, they didn't play anybody in opening games, mm-hmm. and and they haven't for a long time. I mean, the Miami game, which I wish they hadn't played because it was just disastrous in terms of being around those people. Um, other than that, though, and Michigan was was a big game, but they haven't played a whole lot of big games in the opening game. So this is a um, this is as big as a, I, I think it's a other than Houston in '69, it's the highest
1: ranked team they played. There you go. Let's get to Robert next. Hey, Robert, what's up? Welcome.
7: How's it going, guys? Good. Um, so I am just curious what your guys' opinion is on what the national perspective of the Gators is going to be if we go out and we win these first two games. They're both nighttime games. They're both in the swamp, and they're both first top 25 teams. And currently Florida's unranked. And I feel like the discipline that Billy Napier has come in and established alone is going to have a huge impact on what those games are going to look like. And on the national level, I mean, for the most part, everybody's expecting us to go out and lose our first two games and be 0-2. So what do you think that all those people are going to be thinking about Florida if we go out 2-0, and even if those games are just, you know, barely W's. Like, if we go out and we win by a touchdown, what do you think they're going to think on both those games? And what do you guys think it's going to look like if we go out and we win by 21 points?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's close, they won't admit they were wrong. They'll just say, hey, Florida's playing well and they've got to keep it up and, and be consistent throughout the rest of the year. But, I I mean, I think a lot of people have that perspective. I think it's just a lot of wait and see. We don't know what's going to happen. I think there's they're certainly the the group, and gosh, I mean, I, I saw a thing that came out today. It had Anthony Richardson as the ninth pick in the draft. I know. Coming I, out of this year, and you're just like, what the heck is going on? So, again, a guy that's completed 33 passes. So, I think, you know, Robert, when you look at the national stuff, I, I think a lot of people look at it and say, man, you, you've got a guy that was hurt all last year. Some of the, the bigger games he played, he threw some interceptions, wasn't able to do much, new coaching staff, not a lot of athletes. And, and and rightfully so. I think that's a fair excuse or at least a fair way to go about talking about the Gators. But I think what we see here, too, is what you talked about, the discipline side, the uh, the way the guys are buying in. And I just, I don't know if it, that's a way that they look at it because they're, they're not in it. They're not around it. They can't do enough research to make it that way. So you just have to hope that once the Gators do that, if that's what happens, then They'll come around and say, "Hey, I'm just I'm impressed with the Gators, and you know they should be ranked in the top 15 if they win both of those games, and then you hope that they keep playing that way."
7: And then um, the only other thing that I want to talk to you guys about is, I mean, yes, Anthony Richardson didn't complete a whole bunch of passes last year, but the passes that we did see, I mean, the man has a cannon; he can throw the ball. And I think he's got a cannon very similar to what we saw from Kyle Trask. And so you guys have been talking a lot today how you think it's going to be very hardcore run based. But do you guys see Billy Napier going out and letting Anthony Richardson put it forty, fifty yards down the field?
1: Every now and then, but that's not going to be yeah. the game plan.
5: I don't, I don't, I don't know if they have the receivers to do that. I mean, you. To to throw the ball deep, you have to have two things. One is they don't – like, I remember people complaining the year that Florida lost to Miami in Zook's first, first year, right? Um, and they go, we never threw the ball deep. Well, they play two safeties 20 yards off the ball. You don't throw the ball deep against yep. that. So it, it's going to depend on the defense they play, but it's also going to depend on Florida's receivers – Getting behind people, if you're going to throw the ball deep, you could be a great passer and you could throw the ball as far as you can. But if nobody's open, it's not going to matter. I don't know that Florida's got the receivers to stretch the field, and that is going to be. I my gut, just from watching the spring game, from knowing the personnel, is that Florida is going to be a very conservative, very, um, you know. Uh, Ball control team. I don't think they're going to throw. Them. They may throw a couple. And like Spur used to have a thing, throw it twice deep every quarter just to keep them honest. Well, I don't know that Billy Napier is going to go in that mode, but he may. We'll see. That's why we're all excited about watching this game next Saturday.
7: I just think that with his run threat, Anthony Richardson himself is going to be able to create those openings. I don't. I think that as you see the season go on, he's not going to be scared to. You know scramble out of the pocket make it look like he's going to take off and then just drop back and hit somebody who's open as a process
1: yeah it's, but, part, it's part of you know what will make him successful if he does for sure
7: but that's all I had to call you guys alright good I stuff Robert call. yep thank Have you we Bye. appreciate
1: it let's uh, snag a break we will come back and continue with those phone calls you are listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota <laughs>
4: Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF.
8: Good afternoon. I'm DJ McCatherine, and here's what's trending. Gator Volleyball returns to the court this afternoon. After a 21-4 record and a second place finish in the SEC, they return to the court to host the University of North Florida tonight at 645. You can catch the action right here. The Tampa Bay Rays fly over to Boston to face off against the Red Sox. After a road sweep of the Angels, the Rays are now only 7.5 games back of the Yankees. First pitch is set for 7-10. Gator Soccer hits the field again this weekend after dropping a game to Baylor on Thursday. They look to even up the win-loss column as they are set to take on Texas at 4 p.m. The Jaguars travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons in their last preseason game of the year. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm DJ McCatherine. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. 2022 has been a hell of a ride so far, but it's finally football season again and time to get the party started. While everything else seems to be in a constant state of change, at Leonardo's Millhopper, we're still serving pies, garlic knots, and salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Come on in with your family and friends to relive good times and create new memories at Gainesville's iconic pizza destination. Follow us on Instagram for the sexy food pics, and as always, don't forget the Tailgate 10. Hey, Jeff. Yo! Yo! i'm back baby
1: well it's about time for the gators to take the football field and finally time to get that gator gear on again now you probably have the shirts the tanks the tees and the hats but i bet you don't have enough accessories To accompany the orange and blue but with one visit to oaks jewelry they'll get you looking as good as the gators do on the field since the sports here on campus seem to sparkle all the time well why don't you follow suit and sparkle in the stands oaks jewelry has become as popular as the new coaching staff has in just a short time and they've got rose gold white gold yellow gold watches purses let's just put it this way they've got something special that is perfect for you at a price that's as awesome as a gator victory A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. So go see it for yourself. It's right across the street from the Oaks Mall, not far at all. Or you can check them out online at oaksjewelry.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in north-central Florida.
2: We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident.
1: Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators.
2: Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com.
4: Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver Weekdays at 2 Right here on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF And on your phone with the WRUF Radio app The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo And Pat Dooley continues Here on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF And on your phone with the WRUF Radio app
5: Right, I'm back here. Sorry. Well, I was going to... I didn't know if you were going to chime in. As you get ready to leave. Yeah. I'll miss you. I won't see you again till Monday.
1: You'll actually see me Sunday, probably.
5: Oh, yeah. I will see you Sunday. Right, I'm going to go early. Okay. I figure go early. Parking will be better. That's my... You know me, always thinking ahead.
1: I'm not scared to walk, so I don't care when I get
5: Walk from where, though?
1: Well, Wherever. I need to. Okay.
5: I'm not afraid to walk. I actually went downtown yesterday to have dinner. It was good. It was good. It was good. good.
1: That's what it's all about, being good. And David's always good, so let's talk to him. David, what's up? Uh Uh-oh.
5: Clearly, this is the one day he's not good.
1: Dave, we're losing you, man. We're losing you.
9: What?
1: There, we got you. You were breaking up. There we
9: go. Sorry about that. my bad. I got a theory. I think pre-Utah game, you're just being a Debbie Downer and all pessimistic, not because you actually think Utah is going to win, because you're hoping that the football team hears this and they play harder.
5: I will go on the record and say nobody from the football team is listening to this show. Uh, no, I, I, I've been wrong before. Let's just put it that way.
1: Tennessee, when I told you we were going to smoke them,
5: that was I. I think I get nervous about games though because I only see the good things about the other team. Yeah. And again, because you can't see the good things about Florida's team because you're not invited to do anything more than watch them stretch and run air drills out
1: out patterns
5: yeah so i don't you know, know. Like, i'll find i i can let you know a lot better after the game
9: <laughs> you always say no one suffers winning my like Gator fans that's honestly one of the like reasons i don't like watching games with like my older family members cuz we'd be up by two touchdowns um like during like on I don't know like the mushchamp era or even the Mackle joke era that we had there we'd be up by a couple scores and me as like a student Gator fan, I'm all excited. And my family's like, we should be having we have fifty we should have fifty points on this team right now. What's going on? I'm like, we're winning the game. Can't we just win the game? And like the older fans always, always doesn't matter what you win. There's always a reason why we should have won by more. I I I, and,
5: I think um, the the best illustration of that is on this show when they were getting ready to hire a new coach before Mullen was hired. And and they got rid of McElwain. We had multiple calls, people saying, "If we can have a, a coach, and wh- we can have an offense that goes up and down the field and scores a lot of points. Winning isn't that important." We had remember Jeff. We had b- a bunch of people call in, and of course, it wasn't true. They didn't care about. They wanted to win. They, I mean, one of the great wins in in Steve Spurrier history was seventeen thirteen. But the bottom line and fourteen nine 9 I mean those are the two scores of them but the bottom line is it's only about winning and and anybody who gets too caught up in what you did or didn't do right, every game is its own game, so it might be that you you didn't have a good offense in that game, but you won the game, and then the next game you get a good offense so whatever they do, if they can win this game eleven to ten, gator fans should be jumping you know up and down and Harding and University Avenue. Well, Is that three field goals and a safety? I remember a team that won 11-10 to 10 in 1973. Florida beat Georgia by that score. They went for two to win the game. Nice. Hank Fulberg caught the winning two-point conversion.
9: I, uh, I think that... What, what, I don't think the Utah loss, like the people saying we're going to lose, I don't think that's what ticks me off. I think it's the fact, the amount of disrespect... People are saying that Florida could go one and three to start the season. And that to me is like, I get it. Like Kentucky has gotten better, but a unmotivated Florida team absolutely decimated Tennessee last year. And one year does not give enough time for a team like that to all of a sudden have brand new athletes and everything fixed. There's just no way. I don't understand how we could, how Tennessee's like ranked above us and also how they're considered a better a team than that just blows my mind well, like if somebody they're, they're not ranked they, say,
5: they are they are ahead of Florida and also receiving votes but they're not ranked so um uh, but yeah most people well, think Tennessee's maybe better than Florida and I'm with you I mean they're still the Kardashians they look good and well, haven't done anything
9: and the one to your point about the receivers Pat, about you know you didn't see a lot of speed I get that but the other thing, if you don't have speed in the receiving core, you've just got to have physicality. you got to take contested balls away from people, and you got to have a good offensive line to pass block. As long as you have those two things. And if there's one thing I'll give Shorter credit for, is I feel like Shorter's a pretty physical go-up-and-get-the-ball receiver. Totally. Um, and so, I mean, I think he's going to really shine, because if we don't have that speed, we need somebody we can trust. That's going to hang on to that, and you know, I'm like I wish the best to Copeland. I think Copeland was also someone who would begin physical and try to get those extra yards and try to be contest, try to contest. But I don't think he was as physical as in the catching area as shorter. Was. And I mean, you never well, know. Like the thing about practice speed and game speed. Yeah,
5: well. I think Jacob Copeland is, is what they refer to as a jag. Just a guy. I mean, he's a good player, but he's he's never going to be he,
1: nothing special. If about he, him.
5: if he if he ends up being a great pro, I'll, I'll I'll say, hey, I was way wrong on him. I don't think he will. What I don't think I don't think mentally he was committed to doing to being a great receiver team, and a, or a team or a team receiver. player yeah. about himself. Remember that time when that Trayvon Grimes caught that ball in front of him and got all mad. Yeah. <laughs>
9: What does it tell you about Mullen's two prize recruits, being Emory Jones and Jacob Copeland from his first class?
5: I was trying to think of the great players that that Dan Mullen has recruited. The, I mean, great players he, he recruited during his time here.
9: Uh, well, my final thing, I'll take it off the air. Another thing, I don't mean to just trash on Dan Mullen, but now Malik Davis is doing great in the NFL in the preseason. And if both of him and Pierce end up making teams and doing really well, then everybody's going to be wondering why the running game wasn't successful with a multiple back backfield, and so he just can't catch a break right now. So I mean, <laughs> I hope my casting thing goes well. Well, hopefully he'll I'll be able to day.
5: analyze Thanks, David. it on ESPN. Why why his running backs weren't as good as they were? Couldn't do anything at Florida. A lot of it was because he didn't give him the
1: ball. Yeah, but then I think and I think going to be good this year. I mean, it just shows you they had yeah. three good running backs last year and. And he had two five happens.
5: stars that couldn't even get on the field.
1: I know, that's the thing. Yeah, that may run game. Have, They
5: may have been a little bit over overhyped.
1: All right, let's get uh, Jack to join us next as uh, we welcome him to the tailgate.
10: We we call that overrated. Bop, 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 bop. So yeah, those maybe those guys were. Hey Pat, I, I was thinking about your great show today. By the way, I was uh, I was thinking about your comments about Nebraska you know, when they were in the big, big, before they, I, was, I think it was still, they were still in the big eight whenever, uh, yeah. the big 12 was, the, I yeah. think, when we played it in the NASCH championship. And so I knew a guy that he knew was a big, his brother was like a triple bull gator or whatever. And so, um, we're eating breakfast that morning for the game. It's this Nebraska out there. And he goes, uh, how many prop 48 players you guys have? I said, uh, we had one Henry McMillan. He graduated last year, 94. He, he goes, we got 10, we got 8 or 10 starters on uh on defense and about 6 on offense to play all the time and that's that's what when they joined the Big 12, they couldn't get prop 48, prop 48 players anymore. And Well, yeah,
5: good- they they I mean, look, they were running a system that uh, it, also the walk-on system was unbelievable. You know, they were getting guys that they were working out a way to get them comfortable and they would like a guy like Lawrence Phillips who was declared suddenly eligible for that game, um, yep. who was a, not a good person, as we know. He's, I think he's he's passed away in jail yep. since then. But it, it was a – I, I hate to say it, but it was a renegade program in Nebraska. Now, they're not able to do as much as they used to do, but it's still no excuse for a program that's had 393 straight sellouts to be as mediocre as they've been. And they've just yep. – you know, Frank Solich was winning eight or nine games a, a year, yep. and they got rid of him. And, and you know, they thought they were they, – you know, their poop didn't stink, so they had to keep going. They were going to say, hey, no matter what, we're going to we're gonna keep going because uh, we got to get another coach in here. And then they – I mean, gosh, some of the hires. They Again, this is the same – Jack, this is the same thing that has been a flaw for Florida and Tennessee and Florida State. Auburn. And, Auburn, all these schools that think they have the next great idea, and then it doesn't work, and as soon as it doesn't work, they get rid of them.
10: Yeah, we need we need some stability. We we really need some stability. We need a coach to stay here six, eight, ten years, and I think Billy's that type of guy. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I think if Billy
5: does, if Billy continues to recruit the way he is, and and just can keep things at an even keel, win loss wise, I think I think there's no reason. I don't think Florida has any intention of him not being the coach here for a long time.
10: I agree. You know, I'm I'm excited about this game next week because it'd be my first game as a graduate of Florida. And I just, I, I am so, I, I just, I can't wait. And Are they going right, to
5: honor I'm, you during one of those, like, in, in the middle of the quarter? Yeah, they're going to go, you know?
10: hey, look at, no, yeah, they're going to go, look at this old farty graduate from Florida. Thank you. By the way, <laughs> I did pay all my, I did, I did pay, I did pay all my money up front in cash, okay? I okay. didn't pay student loan. So, uh, but no, it just it's going to be really special. And I just think, like you said, Pat, earlier, it's going to be electric. And I just, you know, one thing too, there's who's the We 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 signed a kid that's been on. Read some reports. The wide receiver out of Texas. He's really skinny, six three, eight one, eight one ninety five. I've heard great things about him and his out and he his X X X or Z out there where he can fly. I heard he's really fast. And I, but I think I think you're going to see the wide receiver room flip next year because Billy's looking for guys to speed, not with well, the bolt line. Yes,
5: I mean, it is going to be a totally different wide receiver room next year. But that that is the flaw. In fact, when I talked to Coach Spurrier Monday off the air after we got done with our podcast, he said, hey, we never talked about the scrimmage. I went to the scrimmage. I go, oh, man, we should have talked about it. He goes, they still don't have any speed. And that's going to be their big problem. I mean, Pearsall gives him a little more, but he's – He's not exactly a burner. He's he's fast. He's quick. He can get around. Uh, so I, I I mean I think this year's I would say this this year's team offensively will be nothing like it looks like in two years. You know I think in two years it'll be a totally different offensive plan.
10: Yeah. Hey, have you got your present yet?
5: I have not. I mean, I, Jeff may be uh, holding on to it.
10: Well, it's just it's being shipped to your attention, Patrick Dooley.
5: Well, it's my name, so don't wear it out. Well, all
10: right. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm looking
5: forward wait. to it. I I can't wait to see what it is.
10: It is. You're gonna crack up. You're gonna laugh your butt off.
5: All right, my man. Thanks.
10: All right, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Go Gators. Call you Monday.
5: All right. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Jeff's gone for the day because he is covering. Uh, he does uh the TV show for the college, or high school football game, which is. And now I can't remember what it was. Newberry and Santa Fe? I think maybe. And that is on CBS4 tonight. So if you want to watch that, uh, that'll be cool. That gives you something else to watch tonight. Uh, what I have to do is take a break, and then we'll come back when more phone calls. Lines are lit up. We'll get to them after we take a break here on the tailgate, ESPN one FM and 850 AM WRUF.
4: What's happening with the Gator Nation? Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
1: to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game call a crystal air and water is one you want to make summertime means fun time it's a chance to get out enjoy all the great things here in north central Florida and beyond getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome but turn into a full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. 727
2: scattered to widespread thunderstorms are likely through this evening. Local flooding is the biggest concern, so please avoid those flooded roadways. High rain chances around 80 to 90 percent continue this weekend, and flash flooding will still be something to watch for. Highs near 90 through early next week. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Chief Meteorologist Jeff George. Keyshawn,
4: J. will And Max. The Coach once told me, every
3: player is different. And I'm going to treat every single player different on this team. That's right. Some players can stay over in
9: the city. Some players got to get on the plane with everybody. So, Key, so you got to stay in the city, obviously. Again, Harry, some players (laughs) get an opportunity to
4: stay over. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer.
0: Spins and fires! Gators on
4: top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
0: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
5: All right, come as you are, and that's what we'll do. We'll see what you have today. Let's go to Tennessee Mike to kick off the, uh, what is it, third to last segment of the show, of the week. Tennessee Mike, how you doing?
9: Crack a
3: pop-top, Pat. The mountains are blue at the Double Sea Ranch for the Week Zero tailgate. I talked. It's to not Week Zero. It's
5: Week One, so I, I, don't, I okay. don't acknowledge Week Zero. Okay, I guess well, the dumbest I'm thing that's ever been you. invented.
3: Okay, well, I'd, I, I could, I would get into with you about being uh, Nirvana being the next to last rock and roll band before Pearl Jam, but that's usually a summer call. Let's let's get it cranked up. I'm
5: hey, ready. Uh, Pat, I'm ready.
3: Yeah, um, Pat uh, got a question. Well, chit chat for you about Scott Frost, from Nebraska, and a question about uh, play, and then um, get out of your way. Hey, um, Pat. We all know Scott Frost was Florida's first choice. Chip Kelly was second. Mullen was no, third. That,
5: none of that is none of that is true. But go ahead. Okay.
3: Okay. 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 What did I mess up? Chip Kelly
5: was up? her number one choice. They wanted him. They they inquired about Scott Frost after Chip Kelly told them no. He everybody. They told him he's going to Nebraska and Dan Mullen And then they spoke to Mike Gundy and it was the same old thing with Mike Gundy. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a raise, and then finally they went to Dan Molling. That's the way it went.
3: Okay, so why do we I – mean, I trust your sources, Pat, but why do we hear two weeks about Scott Frost before we heard about Chip Kelly? I,
5: that's – you heard from the wrong sources. Trust me. I heard it from the athletic I director. I talk to him every day. Okay.
3: Well, whatever on that, but um, imagine what a Scott Frost contract's like, Pat. Probably got whatever he wanted, unless he did the hometown
5: discount. Well, he and he did have to do a hometown discount after last year. They they did the Harbaugh thing with him. They said, "We're going to reduce your uh, buyout. We're going to reduce your salary. We're going to reduce everything. And if you don't win this year, you're gone." So, I mean, there's no there is no more heat on anybody. Everybody talks about Brian Harson, the the number one coach with heat on him is Scott Frost. There's no question about it. He better win this game against Northwestern as a twelve point f- favorite.
3: Yeah, well, once again, he's probably got a thirty million dollar buyout or something. I don't. Now you it's chance. gone
5: way, way down. I I would bet it's probably around nine or ten million. I don't even know what it is, but I'll I'll try to look it up.
3: Yeah, but you know, Pat, a lot of people uh, write the obituary about Nebraska football all the time. It's out there in the middle of nowhere. You can't get Tommy Frazier anymore, and you're probably right. But Nebraska's in the Big Ten, and a lot of SEC fans don't know this. Um the uh, Big Ten network pays more money than the s e c network does,
5: yeah, I know i everybody knows that, but what what does that what good does that do you if you' if you can't so, okay so, so, okay well, get so, the right so, code. So put yourself,
3: okay right, okay, so you would think Scott Frost is their sp- spurrier hire, you know hometown dude and all that um okay, so if he blows up, what do you do if you're in nebraska um what you, what would you do Pat? I'll just ask you. I know what I'd do.
5: Wow, I don't I – don't, well, you know, I mean, it would either be Lane Kiffin or Bruce Pearl or Donnie Tindall. I know that. Yeah, okay?
3: it, would, yeah it would be Lane Kiffin. And you know why? Because Monty Kiffin – Lane Kiffin was born in Nebraska, and I believe – was Monty Kiffin – you're older than me, Pat. Was Monty Kiffin the D.C. or the head coach in Nebraska?
5: He was never the head coach, sir. I I, I assume he coach, was a DC, okay. but I didn't even, wasn't even aware of that. Yeah.
3: but isn't it interesting how you boys been ripping Mullen and uh Scott Frost is thought to be a slam dunk, and hell, he's worse than Mullen.
5: Who is? And the jury's
3: out on Chip. And the jury's still out on Chip Kelly. You think Chip Kelly's going to make it to UCLA?
5: Oh, let me just, let me just, uh, let you know about this. Scott Frost buyout. I looked it up. is seven point five million. It's nothing.
11: Well, well,
3: well, uh, well uh, on the back end, wonder what. Uh, hell, he, Florida was probably gonna give him a half a town, so I'm sure he he got whatever he wanted. I wouldn't think he's worried about. You know, I'm sure he got a deal he liked. No, he's
11: got, I, he's, go,
5: he, he, he's not gonna be uh you know he's not gonna be in a supline, but I mean, but I'm just saying it's not gonna be hard for Nebraska to fire him if he has another yeah mediocre or less than media. I mean, he's got to win at least seven or eight games, at least.
3: Yeah. I mean, imagine – put put yourself in Nebraska's shoes, Pat, just stumbling into this. Imagine if Florida had to fire Spurrier. This guy won a Heisman Trophy, right? Did Scott Frost win the Heisman? No. I believe – okay. I mean, I would think it, it would go well, but, I mean, I bottom line is I would think he'd had a nice deal. Hey, last thing for you, Pat, um, uh, flopping. I, I was asking Steve about this because he's a coach. Um, Utah could come in there, even though it's a night game, and flop all over the field. Um, flopping is a big problem in college football. We're looking at five-hour college football games now. You probably want to argue with me about it, but I think it's European soccer. How worried are you about flopping in the Utah game and in the sport in general? And have a great weekend. All
5: right. I'm not worried about it in the Utah game. I'm not worried about it. Uh, but I am worried about it in the sport as general. I think it's a very easy – like most problems are easy to solve if they'll just listen to me. And what I would say – is that you? if you flop or you go down with an injury in the fourth quarter of a game, I would limit it to the fourth quarter, you've got to be out for three plays. You've got to sit out for what is basically a series. Three plays, you've got to sit out. You can't come back in after being sit out for one play. And that would discourage guys from flopping, especially the better players. Now, it wouldn't stop it. And it's very difficult to know what is a flop and what isn't because guys get hurt. It's a hard game. You guys cramp up. It's going to be, I mean, Utah is going to have issues with cramps. I mean, no matter how much they've tried to replicate the humidity of Florida, you can't do it. Uh, They're going to have cramp issues. Florida's probably going to have cramp issues. But the bottom line is, if you have to come out of the game, you should stay out for a while. And that would, that especially, I would make it fourth quarter only. You flop in the first quarter, then you're just an idiot. Nobody cares. But you flop in the fourth quarter, you should have to sit out three plays. That is the rule that I would put in. Um, Byron, we will get you right after the break. we got to take one more break before we get out of here. Uh, again, Pat Dooley fish, finishing up for Jeff Cardozo, who is out covering a high school game. And we can't wait to uh, watch that tonight. I will be watching it. We'll be right back with more on the tailgate, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM
4: WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
8: Good afternoon. I'm Dizzy McCatherin, and here's what's trending. Gator Volleyball returns to the court this afternoon. After a 21-4 record and a second-place finish in the SEC, they return to the court to host the University of North Florida at 645. The Tampa Bay Rays fly over to Boston to face off against the Red Sox. After a home sweep of the Angels, Rays are now only seven and a half games back of the Yankees and sit in second place. First pitch is set for 7-10. Gator Soccer hits the field this weekend after dropping a game to Baylor on Thursday. They look to even up the win-loss column as they are set to take on Texas at 4 p.m. on Sunday. The Jaguars travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons in their last preseason game of the year. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm DJ McCatherine.
4: ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF
2: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at
4: how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here.
0: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
2: As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Products, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible, but this is it—the final days. You have until August thirty first to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible, and everything's included: thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets—the largest selection ever. Or If you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any wedding band. But there's just one catch. This spectacular Summer of Savings event ends August 31st at 6 p.m. and will not be extended. So hurry, pick any item, take advantage of two years zero interest financing, and let IDC even cover your first two payments. Now through the end of August only. And only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on Approved Credit.
4: From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and online. All right,
5: we have about seven minutes left in the show and in the weekend and in the countdown until we won't be doing a show again until there is a college football game play. There'll be a lot of them. I'll give you the lineup pretty in a, just a minute. Let us get to Byron's Scaldo. Oh, what's up, Byron? Hey, Byron. Hey, hey, hey. Am I doing something wrong? No, I hit the button. Byron. What's up, Byron? I don't think that's a me problem. Byron. Nope. Okay, let's go to Michael. What's up, Michael? What's going on, Pat? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm on the way home
11: from work. I just wanted to uh, shout out for the Newberry Panthers tonight. Big
5: oh. game for San Diego Raiders. So this is opening day, right? For the for yes, the sir. Newberry. That'll be an interesting game. And uh, so, uh, is Travis McGriff the Newberry offensive coordinator? Jeff was talking about it, but I I didn't quite get it.
11: Uh, that's what I read. It's all it's kind of new news to me. It's something I just kind of found wow. out, and it's pretty cool. pretty cool.
5: Yeah, it's very cool. So. Um, yeah, the I mean, high school football cranking up. I mean, there was a game last night. Obviously, Buell's won. And um, what was so, the score in that game? I don't. I don't know. I I wasn't aware about it until Jeff. Jeff is obviously in, his son is a backup quarterback who uh, has been injured, but um, uh, but I, I'm sure Jeff went to the game because he's you know he does That's those nice. kind of things. Yeah, me and
11: my dad were just talking about the weather. We don't know if the the game's still going to happen or not. It's pretty cloudy out.
5: Um, yeah. No. It, well, you know, unless you get lightning, it, they'll play in the rain. There's no yeah, doubt sir. about that. Yeah, sir. It could be. Could be a wet one, though. Yeah, and, and that is. Uh, I think that's going to be a. I mean, look, that's a problem you have when you play. And this time of year and all the way through September. And then, obviously, it calms down a little bit. It kind of makes the game more
11: exciting, though, you think about it. I it's love – wa- just, just hand it off and and run into each other and hey, you- in the mud.
5: and Yeah, did you ever see the movie All the Right Moves? Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. That <laughs> – yeah, every time I think of football in the rain, I think of that movie. Yep. And then uh, they ran 6-2 stack monster, man. 6-2 stack Speaking monster. Of-
11: Speaking of football movies, the, uh, it's kind of a, on a, not a sad note, but the Friday night lights, the movie, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's about yeah, no, we game. talked about it football yesterday team. or two okay. days ago. Yeah.
5: The coach passed it. away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg, was it Greg Gaines or Gary Some, Gaines? Something like that. Yeah. 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 He passed away. That's sad to see, but, uh. Yeah, certainly they they became legends because of uh, that the movie and then of course the TV show. I I talked about how my wife and daughter are obsessed with that show. They 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 watch it like the, all the episodes like two or three times. So
11: I've never seen the TV show. I it's did, good. I, I it's really the, good. the Movie was really good. I, maybe I have to check that. I out. think I'm the TV, TV show. And,
5: and again, a TV show. You're talking about what did they have? Forty episodes versus one movie. So mm-hmm. they, they got to explore a lot more things, but it definitely is a, a really good uh a really good T V show. It's good binge watching and uh a lot of a lot of great cast, you know. So it's it's good. I mean, I've watched parts of it. They are obsessed with it though. Never seen it. I'll have to check it out, Pat. All right, my man. Enjoy uh, that game no tonight. I does. hope you don't get wet. Oh no, I'm I'm not gonna go. We're gonna catch it on TV probably. Oh, ah, you're gonna watch Cardozo. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff uh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I'm you got to call Monday and give me a criteria for Cardozo and Shannon Snell and how they did. Uh, well, last year they did good, man. It, uh, since they've been doing it, it's been awesome. I, I. Well, I Jeff's really good at doing those kind of. I mean, he's doing. He's good at doing everything. Uh. <laughs> well, he's All good right. at doing some things. Let's put it that way. Yes, sir. He can hit a ball far, long way, and he can do radio really well and TV. All right. Other than that, though, he, that's it. That's the that's limit. All right, Pat. Thanks, Thanks Michael. One. All right. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, just a couple of minutes left in the show. I want to give you – because, look, <laughs> it is kind of weird how I have been looking forward to the, tomorrow for so long. And then I, every time I look at the schedule, it gets worse. Does that make any sense? It gets worse because I go, really, I don't – because I start thinking, okay, I'm going to be watching these games. Now, I'm going to make sure I watch kickoff for Austin P at Western Kentucky. It's the first college game of the year. I want to see the first kickoff. Will I watch it after that? Probably not. But uh, I'll have two TVs going, so I probably will have it on because I'll have Nebraska Northwestern. For those of you who don't know, Nebraska Northwestern from Dublin is at twelve thirty on Fox. So uh, that'll be a game we'll probably all flip on. All of us college football fans, and even some who are just fans of sports, and it may get ugly. N- Nebraska has to win that game. They, if they don't win that game, it's it's over for Scott Frost. He's done. Um, and after that, it's not there's not a lot. UConn at Utah State, like I wouldn't watch them in my backyard. Um, Duquesne at Florida State. We, we, I wanted to spend time breaking down Duquesne football because, because on this show, because I didn't even know they had a football team until I saw the schedule come out. I will watch a little bit of Charlotte at Florida Atlantic because I I love uh, Mike Hill the. Athletic director at Charlotte's is a really good friend of mine. And Todd Healy sent us a helmet every year. And you can have a negative route against Willie Taggart. And then the other game, of course, is the, um, the, the Vandy game, which I'm going to try to stay up for, 1030. It's on CBS Sports Network. I'm going to try to stay up because it's an SEC game. And if Vandy doesn't win this game, it could be really bad for them. Other than that, there ain't much. North Carolina game maybe get postponed. We don't know what's going on there. Next week will be a lot better. Next week we have Thursday games and everything, but here's the bottom line. We have college football tomorrow. Enjoy it. It's the start of a season that will rush by you like, you like you can't believe. It's like Usain Bolt. Absolutely. We'll be back Monday with a brand new show with games to talk about. Until then. I'm Pat Dooley for Jeff Cardozo. I'm deep, I'm way back, and I am out of here.
4: 51 one cg Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end
2: the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more.
7: 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652 that's 800-513-1652.